Hey girl, you're listening to Live Free Radio. My name is Letitia Bates. I'm a registered health coach certified in holistic nutrition and weight loss for women. And I love working with women who are like me and have PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. This led me to my passion of advocating and empowering women just like you to give up all the lies that diet culture has been feeding you for years so that you can get the real facts and start living out your most fierce and best freaking life. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Live Free Radio. Today I have an amazing guest, Despina Pavlou, who is a online coach, certified personal trainer, and fierce PCOS advocate. I'm so excited to have her here. Despina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to, you know, be featured on this podcast, this new brand new podcast. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm so um, happy that you're here. Whenever I came up with the idea of doing the podcast, um, I immediately started making a list of who I want to be on it. And you were like in the top. <laughs> I was like, I, we had so much fun on your podcast talking. I was like, I can't wait to talk to her again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so just tell us a little bit about you. Who, who are you? So I, my name is Despina Pavlou. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, and I have the Pieces Oracle website, the blog, where I talk about all stuff PCOS and just try and break things down um, for people who have just been diagnosed to figure things out. So I talk about um, stuff on nutrition and exercise and just, you know, because you know when you're Googling stuff and you see you see a lot of research and everything's just so complicated. It's like mm-hmm. technical words. You're just like, what, what does this even say? What do I do? So I try yeah. and break that down into like an article or a simple blog for just layman people to just go on and to be like, okay, this is what I need to do, um, you know, and just implement certain things. So I try to break things down on my blog. I offer private coaching, um, specifically just personalized, um, personal training. So I give personalized exercise programs uh, that are you know, personalized to the individual, not just cookie cutter programs do this because you know so I do that and I also have uh, social media channels on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest I'm just everywhere on you the, are. On the webs <laughs> but it's but it's amazing and, and like you said you you really break it down where it's easy to understand and um you know it's really hard being in the PCOS community sometimes sharing information that's going against the grain and you do that as well. Like you're sharing the actual evidence and um, not only is it hard to understand all the terms, but it gets very contradicting out there on, on the web. <laughs> and I've, I hear that a lot. I'm sure you do with your clients. They're like, I'm just so confused. I don't, I don't know what to, to do. And so it's just amazing what you do and the time that you spend to, to truly advocate for this community. Um, so you have PCOS yourself, is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so when were you diagnosed with PCOS? So I was 18 years old, so that's like seven years ago now. Um, I'll never forget that day. I, just, I, I, went, to, um, I went to the doctor because I had irregular periods. Uh, and I was just, I was like, what's going on? So I was like, I have to go to the doctor, go check it out. Um, and they said, Based on what I said, they, he suggested that it could be PCOS. So I was like, PCOS, what is PCOS? Right. I did all these tests, <laughs> the basic tests, blood tests, 
uh, he asked me a few questions and then an ultrasound and then that moment of true care when he said I had peace just again I was like I just sat there thinking what did this person just say to me yeah <laughs> what is <this> yeah <laughs> what does that even he just, mean he was just talking and talking I was just you know when you're in a in a blur in a day you just not mm-hmm. feeling there so like a million thoughts going through my mind like what is this how did this happen did I do this to myself what does this mean for my future because uh, obviously we know the symptoms can be like infertility so I was, right as a at 18 years old I wasn't looking to have a baby at that time but you know I wanted to want right. to be a mother yeah so yeah. I'm just like oh it, it kind of scares you and you and you never you don't really understand the true impact it has until you really do the research because doctors he, I, was, I was never really provided with that support where people we broke things down for me it was like yeah you've got PCOS and like everyone else who's been in this situation, here's the birth control pill. This will fix all your problems. You're going to get your <laughs> back. You know, it's going to treat treat your, um, all your symptoms. I was like, all right, give me it. Just like, give me all the birth control pills. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, uh, like my doctor said, it's going to calm your ovary, then I'm like, well, let's calm them down. Like, whatever you say, let's do it. You don't even exactly. question your doctor, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm really um, like in awe of, like your story, like could you actually sat down and had all of these thoughts where I was just kind of like, oh, okay, it is what it is. And just like, I didn't even question anything or your, your will was already turning very early in life. Um, so like yeah. that's, that's amazing. Um, what do you feel like, um, how has PCOS Im- impacted you the most? Like now that you know that you have PCOS, what do you, how did that show up in your body that really impacts your life? Because we know pieces can affect both our physical and mental health. I feel like for me, it has impacted my physical in regards to how I'm always, you know, in the back of your mind, you'll think about, are you going to get your cycle? Is something going to like make it out of whack? But I feel like for me, it was like a huge thing was like the mental impact it had of like going through depression and having all these just like anxiety. And I just feel... I, I wasn't in control of all this stuff. So I feel like that's how peace has impacted, impacted me the most. And then it has like the whole impact of, you know, over-exercising and not, and following all these low-calorie diets to like try and lose weight because doctors say that's going to help with your PCOS as well. So right. like, that's the kind of, that, that's what impacted me the most with PCOS. So you two kind of fell into that trap of, I'm going to over-exercise and underfeed my body. And yeah. yeah when I look to- back, when I look back to those years, oh what like <laughs> it, it's quite sad. Like very, yeah. very. I would never ever want anyone to go through what I went through. And if, like, if my daughter ever had this condition, like, just thinking what I put my body through. Yeah. I would never wish that. Like. Yeah. Want because the amount of calories I used to force myself to eat was. Oh, like it's 800 calories and just try and go less than that the, the, the lowest calories like the least amount of calories I can could consume was what I aimed for like not thinking of the long-term um, implications this approach would cause because you you just never think of that when no you're, no you you're don't that losing weight could help something you're just like okay well I, I just didn't know enough about the body and hormones at that point to reassess my decision and like make changes and no one was there to tell me look Despina like you're making a big mistake like yeah. you're gonna 
you're going to regret this in the long term. And I love but, that. Uh, yeah, to like live and learn, but definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like hindsight is 2020, right? And I'm, I'm so happy that we do talk about those effects that the under eating and overtraining do to our bodies. Um, I don't know how it comes to you, but I kind of get a little backlash when I tell people, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to, you know, uh, do intense workouts and, um, you know, your calories are likely to be a lot more than you're consuming and, um, people have aversions to that. (laughs) Um, but, but we're living it. (laughs) We, we know that that, that didn't help us out. And, um, also just bringing up that, um, you know, that the mental health is connected to PCOS. I think we typically think of PCOS. It's been known as a reproductive disorder. So a lot of times it's overlooked. We don't even think about it unless we're trying to conceive and we can't. And um, I don't know the, you may know the numbers and the statistics, but mental health issues, uh, depression, anxiety, or go hand in hand with PCOS and it affects the majority of us. Um, Almost everyone I've spoken to has had some experiences with that. Um, you know, what do you feel like has helped you manage um, those those symptoms, the depression and, and anxiety symptoms? For me personally, exercise is one of the biggest things. I always try and find time to be active in some way. It doesn't necessarily have to be going to the gym. You can just be going for a walk in nature. Maybe if you don't want to walk in silence, obviously, because sometimes your thoughts can like over just make you go a little bit (laughs) so like you could just put some music on listen to a podcast or listen to a a book just something where you're just outside yeah um raising raising your heart rate um and just getting a bit of a sweat on or another thing is eating well a uh, nutrient-dense diet we all know when you eat a processed um diet you're not really like the research kind of shows when you eat bad, you feel bad and your your mental health's not really um, good. So I feel like we have to feed our gut because uh, like 70% of our serotonin's in, in our gut or something like oh, that. Yeah. So it, yeah. like affects our mental health. So just eating a balanced diet, exercising, sleeping. Sleeping is definitely one of the biggest <laughs> things. <laughs> For sure. Like, like, when, when you don't sleep properly, you're going to feel like, crap yeah yeah you can say whatever you want to on here but yeah like you're you're gonna you're gonna feel terrible and I love that you brought up the gut um the 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 poor gut you know which it's none of our second brain and I feel like people are starting to talk about it now but a couple years ago when I fell into depression terribly bad I couldn't even get out of bed um my gut was in terrible health and um I, that's when I started learning, like the, the dots started connecting and I'm like, nobody is talking about this. <laughs> no one ever says that your, your gut health. And of course, you know, we, the average American diet, um, and I'm sure in, in London as well. I mean, it's, it's really highly processed, non-nutrient dense foods. Um, so thank you so much, like for telling that, because those are all amazing things. And ironically, those are all really great ways to tackle the majority of PCOS symptoms, which is, you know, uh, getting an active nutrient dense diet, sleep, uh, stress management, like that, that's amazing. Um, so would you say that those are things that you do daily now to, to manage your PCOS is, is those kind of like notes that we just hit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I do try my best to work on all of those things. Obviously I'm not perfect. There's going to be a day or two where maybe I don't 
don't sleep properly, I'm stressed because of work, or you know, uh, maybe I'm rushed and I don't eat the best. Like maybe to us, I tend to follow like an 80-20 uh, diet where if I get at least 80% of my um, diet is you know um, nutrient dense and like a 20% is you know not so good mm-hmm. then I'm fine so I, I allow myself that flexibility where I don't stress myself because I haven't eaten super clean because right. we're all there where we like super clean diet no bad food not trying to f- add something to make up make it easy for us to sustain so I feel like that 80 20 rule is quite useful yeah um, I feel like it's the healthiest approach I mean mm-hmm. to like if you uh, and sorry I didn't mean to interject but no, when you're um when you're just going like, I feel like it creates a really unhealthy relationship with food. If you feel like you have to be a hundred percent on top of your diet and don't allow yourself that flexibility. Um, You know, it's one thing to have like a short-term goal, you know, whether it's, you know, you're trying to get to a short-term goal, whether it's vacation or, you know, whatever, like that's totally okay. But if you're looking at the longevity, which both of us with PCOS should be, it's a lifelong condition. So um, it's really just, it's, I don't feel like it creates a good relationship with food if we're just like so strict. So I 100% agree with you on, you know, allowing yourself that flexibility. Um, but you're you're in control for the most part that way because your symptoms would would probably get exacerbated if you didn't do the 80%, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It just allows you to not be fixated on that because I've been there. I've been fixated on just eating super clean foods and never allowing myself mm-hmm. something that I wanted. And it's just, it's just not healthy. Right. I mean, some people might like to maybe able to sustain that. And that's cool. Like if you can live your life where you don't allow yourself something that's quote unquote, you know, bad or something, or just right, right. some kind of food that it, it isn't like clean, clean, you know what I mean? Just, just stuff like that. I think it, it's just helpful to allow yourself so you're not, it's, you're not, it's not always in your brain and you're just fixating on mm-hmm. healthy foods all the time. It just allows you to enjoy your life. Um, yeah. 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 The people that can do it, the power to them, but the majority of us, like they're, <laughs> they're the exception, not the rule <laughs> typically. Um, and I always find it, um, especially with PCOS, like women typically believe that they have to give up so many foods i know you you see that as well um do you mind kind of like what does your typical nutrition look like um i I think i know what it probably looks like but do you want to share like what like what 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 kind of food um you know regimen do you kind of stick to what's your typical day when it comes to food so i i don't follow any diet i just Mm -hmm. I follow like intuitive eating, I guess you'd say. I just yeah. eat what I want, but I, I, I've i learnt my body. So mm-hmm. I try to, I wouldn't say like avoid, but limit the amounts of foods that I know can make me feel like rubbish right. and impact my kind of digestive health. So, but that is, like I said, it doesn't mean I've completely avoided certain things. For example, um, with like dairy, I'm not a big, I don't say avoid dairy to anyone. Mm-hmm. I've written a post on this, so I talk about everything. But, um, <laughs> Which people freak out when you say yeah. you don't have to avoid dairy. Yeah. <laughs> they freak out. So I love that you talk about this. But, um, yeah, so I'm not a big dairy eater. I don't really like cheese. but um, And it kind of, it, it doesn't really, not like it doesn't agree with me, but it kind of, I just don't feel my very best whenever I eat it. So I just mm-hmm. don't 
really eat it but it does just because i don't eat it doesn't mean you can't eat it right we're all yeah. like different and you know there's certain dairy products are better than other dairy products so you always have mm -hmm. to look at the ingredients uh make sure you're buying the best forms yeah. of any kind of conventional versus like yeah, exactly organic and mm -hmm, yeah but yeah um so stuff like that and then like for example if i just run you through a day of eating like i might wake up in the morning and i fancy i, I don't eat the same meal for breakfast i always kind of like change things up. It up so i might like have a rolled oats with some dairy-free milk because i prefer like cashew milk over people yeah. are going to be like oh cashew milk's some people like yeah cashew milk some people like uh cashew milk like Oh, I, I, li I like it. I use it in my green smoothies a lot, yeah. um, which I kind of just rotate out through. I'm, I'm like you, dairy doesn't, um, like I've been tested for dairy allergies. I don't have one, um, but like I just limit it. Like I, I put cheese into a lot of dishes, but the rest of the day I'm probably eating non-dairy meals, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just, it just depends. But yeah, I, I like cashew milk myself. Yeah. So I'd have that with some fruit, um, some protein powder, and then another another kind of breakfast might be a yogurt, like a coconut mm -hmm. yogurt with some fruit and some nuts. Um, and then like lunch might be like a, a salmon or something or some chicken with some sweet potato or, you know, vegetables. And then a dinner will be like maybe beans or a protein, like a steak or something. Like it's always really different, but I always try and make sure I've had a balanced diet and I'm eating yeah. protein. You're eating protein, fat, and So it's not just... Uh, no, for example, with oats, I don't just try and eat just carbs. Right. It's gonna, you know, even though it's got fiber and it's, you know, balanced out your blood sugar, I always try and add some kind of protein mm -hmm. to keep me satiated even longer and just keep blood sugar levels even sta more stable. So always eat whatever you kind of want. Just make sure that the meals are balanced. That's yeah. what, I, what I, I always say to my clients because I always get asked, I always get asked by people, can we eat this? Can we eat that? And I'm like, you can eat like whatever you want in moderation. Just don't eat like processed food all the time. Like every single meal has got something processed in it. And just follow that 80-20 rule where you're eating what you want, but you're predominantly getting whole foods, you know, nutrient-dense <laughs> um, um, nutrient foods, nourishing your body, making sure you feel 100% your energy, you're focused, you can... Like you're not feeling like super tired at four o'clock in the afternoon and you still got a bunch of hours left of your day. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? So yeah. Like experiment, eat food, see how you feel, make, maybe make a diary and just like look back, refer to it, refer to it and make changes. That's what I, I love that you right. said make a diary because um, like everything that you're talking about takes some time. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do this in a week or 30 days like you have, like me, we've took time to experiment with food, have awareness you know, know how your body's responding, but I love that you just, I mean, you have a very balanced um, nutrition. Of course, nutrition is individualized to everyone, regardless if you have PCOS or not. Um, but I think it's just really helpful for um, the listeners just to hear that, you know, you didn't fully omit uh, carbohydrates, you're getting in tons of fiber, making sure that you're having protein and fat with each meal to slow down the absorption. Protein helps uh, promote glucagon and balance our blood sugars, which is really important. Um, did you find that, are you also insulin resistant with um, 
with your PCOS as well? No, I was never diagnosed with insulin resistance. That's good. That's good. That's, <laughs> that's a perk. I am, and it's been it's been a, yeah. a roller coaster to to get that managed. But oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But that's awesome. And then as far as your workouts, are you 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 walk? You're outside a lot. It seems like. Um, do you, in resistance training, what does your workouts look like? So yeah, I started lifting weights when I was. I want to say 15. Wow. But um, yeah, I wish I started that early. That's so cool. Since I was in like secondary school, um, I did it once and I was like, oh my God, this is like, oh no, it was even younger than that, I think. I think I was like, (laughs) this is probably bad to go lifting weights super young, but to be honest, it doesn't. Anyway, I don't think so. Like, I I think, I think, I don't think, (laughs) I'm going back to like the myths. Um, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't really affect you. But um, I think I was like, it's not your growth. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would. I mean, like, when I think about it, does it start your growth? I'm super short, but I'm five foot one. So I'm like, oh, you're shorter like, than me. It start my growth. <laughs> I'm five foot three, and I never, I took weight training in high school because I was a cheerleader, and I was always the base because I'm the, the stocky girl, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, maybe, I'm going to blame that now. <laughs> then again, like, my mom's quite short, so I'm just like, <laughs> mm, it's like genetic kind of thing, but I just blame it on the weight. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. So you started really early. That's amazing. I was like eleven or something. My brother got some dumbbells for like a Christmas present from like uh-huh. my dad, and I just saw him. I was like, oh, I lifted, and I was like, this is super light. I was just like, just like doing one arm like dumbbells, just like just trained one arm doing bicycles for like my right arm, not knowing that I have to train the left arm. The other arm. <laughs> <laughs> super easy and then like obviously you get imbalances I thought like, now I need to train my left arm like a lot more, <laughs> a lot more to like catch- <laughs> gotta catch up <laughs> yeah um so yeah that was like when I started I just like really enjoyed it that's awesome so I just I, you know signed up for gym membership started been doing it since properly since I was, I was 15 I think um but I just really enjoy you know when you're setting goals to lift certain weights and hit those PRs and you just like for me it's not necessarily about the aesthetics I had that kind of goal of having like a six pack and doing that when I was a little bit younger like not that mm-hmm. I'm super old now but when I was <laughs> a little bit younger <laughs> I had that um had that idea of like having a certain body and mm-hmm. as you just grow up and you go through as I've been through this journey I just I'm not fussed about certain having a certain body it's more about feeling strong and enjoying the workouts that I'm doing so I'm always when I I always get excited to go lift some some weights to hit those PRs just to look around me and be like I'm I'm here with like the men lifting weights and I'm doing better than you're the only lady in the weight room yeah and it's empowering to come in and lift heavier than you did the week before because it's just you know especially in our society you know women are being told you can't do this you can't do that you can't you can't do all these things and you're not as good as, as the male species and, and just on and on and you're coming in here you're like I'm a strong like force to be reckoned with <laughs> you know like that that's the way it was for me and uh, but I agree with you you know I would go in and try to you know keep up with the masses and and obviously I did have a aesthetic goal uh, got into to bodybuilding and it you know it put me in a really bad position and I just know now like you know I don't go in there so much with changing the outside of my body it's more about focusing on the, the mental aspect of it and just feeling good 
because lifting weights does, you know, increase serotonin. It helps uh, for those of us that are insulin resistant. It helps reverse that, lowers testosterone. It, so you actually got a good head start uh, probably before you realized how important that was to your mm. PCOS diagnosis. I bet you were yeah, like, yes, sure. at least I'm doing this right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, yeah. I, I really like. I feel like some people who, uh, some women are just afraid to get into the weights room because they think that it's going to have that fit where it's going to increase your testosterone. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you look super bulky. And like, I've been doing this for quite a few years now and I'm, I do not look like a yeah. super jacked yeah. woman. <laughs> it's really hard to do coming from someone that tried to get there, <laughs> which I guess you could say in my head, I never was as jacked as I thought <laughs> I wanted to be, yeah. but other people said I was. And um, it's really flipping hard. Yeah. And you know, the, the people that you see that are that way typically don't just get there from lifting weight. So it's, it's really calm. But um, I think a lot of women don't realize it can actually help you lower those androgens and, and, you know, reduce some of those side effects, you know, improve body composition, um, you know, reduce acne, the hair, increase insulin sensitivity as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so many amazing benefits. So um, yeah, like we're out there spreading the word women pick up the weight. <laughs> jump in there with the guys <laughs> don't be afraid of the pain <laughs> i know i know um it's really empowering I'm, i love when my clients say i just love how strong i feel and i'm like yes you are strong it's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah um so what would you is there anything that you wish you could go back and do differently since you've been diagnosed with pcos Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do, I do want to like, if I could go back and change things, but then, you know, when they say, you know, when you do things, you always learn from them. So mm -hmm. I would never like go back and change things. If, But, um, I wish I never went on those low calorie diets. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I never spoke to my, to like myself so negatively and was just a bad person <laughs> to mm -hmm. myself. Uh, I wish that um, I wish that when I was diagnosed that I didn't dwell and get too upset with that situation that I am now in and kind of just got on with it and made quicker changes rather than sitting and making myself even more upset and mm -hmm. just depressed about my situation. I wish I just said you know you've got this and just was quicker to making those changes because I feel like I did make changes quite quickly but I thought I sat in that moment where I was just being super negative and my mindset right. wasn't right and I wish I was just faster in making those changes and yeah yeah, yeah which you were um just from my perspective you were pretty quick because there's some women that are like still in that victim you know, I, I have no control over anything. Um, and we don't, we can't control that we have PCOS, but we can control our symptoms. We, there, we have a lot more control than we think we do. Um, so yeah, like that's some pretty powerful statements about that. Uh, but the, like you said, like you're here and it could have caused the butterfly effect and, and you've like come to, you had an amazing journey. Um, to become who you are and then now you're using that to turn around and help other women uh, which is phenomenal um, so if you had um, a woman that you know just recently got diagnosed and and they came to you and what would you probably say to her so if you've 
um, just been diagnosed, the first thing I would say is um, ask if they've just got those basic tests, like the normal blood tests to say, yeah, your testosterone is high and you've got the ultrasound. Then I'd be like, go and find like a functional doctor or just a registered dietitian or some other like health expert who can mm -hmm. delve deeper, do more tests to figure out the root cause, like what is causing the hormonal imbalance, what's causing the PCOS. Then I would, you know, say that, yeah, you've got this PCOS, but like you said, you're not, you don't get out of that victim mindset. There is a way out. You can take back control. You can reverse the symptoms naturally and just, just really focus on getting to that root cause and not cop look at looking at someone else and just copying what they did or mm -hmm. trying to try the keto diet and trying the plant-based diet and trying a paleo diet and the low carb and then whatever other diets are out there, the detox fruit juice celery. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the, the biggest thing is I always say get to the root cause. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm a broken record because I say it so many times. No, like, it needs to be said though. The biggest thing. It needs to be said. Um, and yeah, like, um, which I, my doctor didn't actually do blood work at the time when she diagnosed me. She just did it off of like my, my symptoms and, and backstory, which I mean, later I had blood work that confirmed that, you know, she was, she was correct. But, um, maybe so maybe they did just have like the basic blood work um is there any other what are some labs that you would say you want to make sure that you look at this you want to make sure that are there any labs in particular that you would like to share for the listeners to like be sure to get this checked so you can see what's going on well so we know there's different types there's not just right. one type of PCOS so if your symptoms kind of um are coming from like insulin resistance so mm -hmm. you're always feeling like fatigued then your blood sugar levels are always out of balance you're just um you're gaining weight and you don't know why you're finding it hard to lose weight then focus on you know um checking your insulin resistance get a fasting glucose test uh, and a hba1c i think it's called hemoglobin a1c um yeah. that's the average of what your blood sugars look like over the past three months mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I'd say like get get um, the insulin resistance test if you feel like the symptom. Discuss this with your doctor and get yeah, those kind of tests. Uh, and you know, with adrenal PCOS, uh, the DHEA and DHEAS, mm -hmm. androstenedione, um, so stuff like that, and cortisol. Just it's good to just always check your cortisol levels because yeah, sometimes and check that all throughout the day, not just yeah. one time. I think yeah. that people get so confused on that. They go to the doctor and like, my cortisol is fine, and I'm like, that was just once. <laughs> you need to see it all day. Yeah, it has to be all day because yeah, you gotta it might be um, instead of it being high to like wake you up, it's like super low. You can't. Mm -hmm. And then at night it's high, which is pretty common. Yeah, like, yeah, yes. yeah. That's why it's important to get it throughout the day. Um, and then there's like inflammation as well, which mm -hmm. is. Like most women with PCOS have some sort of chronic inflammation. Yeah. So um, a C-reactive protein test, or um, I think there's other ones in other countries as well. I think. It's mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's always um, like different countries, so it's always important to like discuss. This to, to go in further, um, you once you know what is going on, or like maybe because like you could have a combination, like especially if you have insulin resistance, that is going to to definitely affect inflammation. It's going to definitely affect uh, your adrenals. Um, it's all, your body is beautifully connected. Um, but 
once you know, like maybe which area is worse than the others, start addressing that first. Um, and then you'll notice like things start improving and all the other markers. Uh, but um, I'm again, just another huge advocate, just like you, you have to, to test over guessing, dive in, find out what's going on. Uh, Cause if you're just on the outside, not knowing what's going on and you're trying keto or this diet or that diet and, and doing the intense exercise, you're doing all of these things. Like you really don't know whether you're improving your, your body or you're making it worse for sure. Um, Yeah. Like that can help. That can be your biggest tool. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, Yeah. So at this point, I mean, you've shared like so much. Is there anything else that like you can think of that you would just be like, they need to know this. Another thing I'd say to get tested also, which is like linked with PCOS, is the thyroid. Yeah, That's yeah. Another thing, because I feel like so uh, there's a big hidden cause, and it's not just you know the TSH, it's like the whole thyroid the whole panel. So three T three, three T four, reverse and yeah, thyroid antibodies. Antibody. Just, yeah, thank you. Get all of it. Yeah, I've, got, I've written a whole like ultimate guide on the different types of PCOS if mm-hmm. anybody ever wants to like scrolled through that long post (laughs) yeah that would be another great topic maybe one day if we have time to talk about that a lot of people um i recently on one of my social media handles talked about the different types of pcos and it these women were mind blown they they didn't realize and you know there's different phenotypes like we have a b c and d um which are kind of like symptomology like you know like which one which block do you typically uh, fall in but then you also have the types of like what we're talking about whether it's um insulin resistance inflammation adrenal post uh birth control where like which one of those is your main driver of androgens which is the big characteristic of pcos androgens and anovulation um so that was really huge because once you figured that out then you are so much better equipped with knowledge of how you can treat your specific body so you don't have to go around and try all the things <laughs> like it really kind of gives you a shortcut wouldn't you say yeah yeah, it, it, yeah. it's like it's like the first step the first step is always get to the root cause mm-hmm. then assess your diet how your you know your whole lifestyle what are you doing that can maybe be changed to improve your specific situation your hormones are out of balance or you know doing certain things and then making those changes not like diving in and just following keto because someone on instagram said keto is the best you <laughs> like best piece with diet yeah i've lost 100 pounds you know like yeah and it works for some um people think that i'm anti-keto and i'm not by no means i probably need to do an episode on that one day where i just lay out the pros and cons but um some of the studies that i've read shown that it exacerbates insulin resistance long term and with i believe like 80 percent of people that have pcos are insulin resistant that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot of us and um you know it may be super effective in the short term but what are we looking at long term what you know what happens to your body five years from now ten years from now and if you can't see yourself doing whatever if you have a labeled diet um like you said keto um paleo plant-based pescatarian whatever the case may be if you can't see yourself doing that five years from now ten years from now then really reconsider how you're addressing your nutrition (laughs) you know because that's going to make a big difference because you do have pcos for life um so i mean i always give a shorter time for them if you can't even see yourself doing it next month (laughs) 
or even <laughs> tomorrow yeah forget it like if you yeah. can't see yourself doing this tomorrow uh, and I'm tried, like 24 hours from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you're like me. I've tried it. I've tried them all. Uh, th- with the exception, of, I eat a lot more plant-based now, yeah. um, which is like whole food plant-based. I'm not eating plant-based products, but I eat a lot more now than I used to. But I've, that's the only one that I guess I could say I've never gave like full uh, dive into, but I've tried all the other diets and, um, you know, the majority of them, like, you know, four weeks, six weeks, maybe. And then I would have to regroup <laughs> and it's okay to try things. Cause how else do you know? But, um, but it's also really important if you can, you can give yourself a huge shortcut if you get to the root cause, um, which I guess brings up another question I, I didn't plan on asking, but uh, you kind of mentioned functional medicine because functional medicine, like that is their goal is addressing the root cause. Is, is that something that's common in London or do you guys, are you, are you like America where conventional medicine kind of reigns and then functional integrative naturopathics on the side and, and it's up and coming here in the state but people are starting to know a little bit more about it but for many years it's been considered woo-woo and you know really um you know like underappreciated is it there in London as well I, I feel like it's the same uh, yeah. it's definitely becoming more of of a thing and people are starting to want to know more about the root cause rather yeah. than just taking pills because we all know your pills have a place like medicine has a place and there's like no question about that but mm-hmm. i feel people don't want to be look looking at a pile of medication and having to think i have to take this for the rest of my life i feel people want to have that second natural option which does exist where someone helps you by figuring out why is everything happening and just supporting you through nutrition, lifestyle, and like supplements too, um, mm-hmm. which is all specific to the individual. Um, right. So yeah, it's definitely becoming a thing now. Oh, that's good. That's good. It makes me happier to know. Um, I've over the last, it's been over a year. I've been working with the functional dietitian and a functional practice that that addresses the root cause. And um, there's a lot of people that don't know what functional medicine is and they get frustrated with conventional medicine because especially with PCOS it doesn't really get us that far (laughs) Um, and it's really hard to find a doctor that's super helpful so there are other options if you're needing um, needing that you know there's there is functional integrative naturopathic um, that can be really beneficial to the PCOS community. Um, And there, you know, it's out there, it's available. Um, What do you feel like you would like to see happen within the PCOS community in the future? Like as far as like diagnosis, how to make the community better? Like what do you wish would happen for the PCOS community? I feel like the first thing that needs to change with PCOS is the name because everyone just thinks, oh, no. <laughs> like there's so much talk that it's going to happen. And I think it's just, it needs to happen soon because yeah. it's not about the ovaries. Everyone yeah. keeps attacking the ovaries, like the ovaries are the problem. And it's just not, it's the ovaries are not the problem. So, you know, going And that's the that- reason why we're not getting the funding and the recognition that we deserve when it comes to PCOS, I just returned from um, PCOS Advocacy Day here in the States where we went to the Capitol and we're fighting for um, funding and awareness and, and um, you know, better treatment. And that was just the common theme. Like it, it's never really been considered um, important because we just considered it like an infertility issue. And we're not looking at 
you know, the cancer relations, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, mental health, like all these other things. Um, and it's just really sad. And um, I actually learned um, during the training and getting ready for that discipline, they said that, which like the NIH, the Na National Institute of Health, it only funds like 0.1% of research for PCOS. But the sad thing is like, if that's not sad enough, over the years, the uh, funding and research for PCOS has declined by 40% because there's just not enough funds. So the younger researchers coming in, obviously they're wanting to go to other things that are more well-funded. And then the researchers that we do have that are in our corner and trying to figure out PCOS, they're aging out. Mm -hmm. So not only like we're going backward, which mm -hmm. just blows my mind. Um, so I, I think you're right. Uh, if we could change that name, um, which I believe they discussed, I don't know who they are. I'm just using yeah. that in like a very, <laughs> very broad term, but it was discussed at one point to change it to something different, but yeah. I forgot, do you, do you know what it is? It was something else, but then they were like, no, I don't know if that's appropriate. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Probably they called it. Um, um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to uh, figure it out and try to put it in the show notes if I can find it. Uh, but yes, I, I would love to see the name change um, to where it's not just um, about the ovary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then women end up thinking that they need to have like a hysterectomy or something. Because oh, yeah. like the ovaries are the problem. And it's just people need to there just needs to be this message where the ovaries are not causing this whole problem. So mm -hmm. otherwise just, people just get misinformation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we still think that, Oh, once I hit menopause, I don't have PCOS anymore. And even doctors will say that doctors are like, well, congratulations, you don't have PCOS now. And it's like, no, that's wrong. Like you do still have PCOS, <laughs> you know, it still affects your metabolic endocrine hormone, like all of those things. Yeah. Um, cardiovascular. Um, so just being a work hand, um, the listeners find you, I know you're on all social media and stuff. Do you care to just kind of, uh, let us know where can we find you? Okay. So the website, my website is www.pcosoracle.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram and every, and Twitter, Pinterest, um, and Facebook is at pieces Oracle. Yeah. You make it um, so easy. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> literally that's like when you when you when i rebranded and had pieces oracle um i was like thank god no one has this name no, so I can, uh, like, yeah all my handles yeah um, it's so easy yeah. um also have a youtube channel just type in Despina pavlu and i also have a podcast which i'm rebranding and relaunching are you hopefully in the next month with this everything that's been going on i'm just like been delaying it uh, hopefully it'll be up soon It'll be rebranded to Pieces Oracle, which currently awesome. pieces any nutrition on iTunes and Spotify. So, but it's also on the website, so you can listen to it on there um, too. Maybe now with the quarantine COVID nineteen situation, that you have more time to sit at home and yeah. <laughs> work on on getting that out. Well, congratulations, that's awesome. And I always like to ask, um, whenever I created um, my business of Live Free Health Coaching, you know, I did that with the the mindset that um, you know we're powerful beings, we can unleash our power and live free from the things that we formerly allowed to hold ourselves back and just show up as our most fierce being. What do you feel makes you fierce? Uh, I'd say, oh, I think it's like my determination to like never giving up. 
Because there's always like those days. There's been so many days where I could, I probably couldn't have, would not have got up from my bed. And it's just having that determination to achieve my goals and to raise awareness about everything I've been, I've been going through from my eating disorder, my depression, anxiety, the PSOS, just regular cycles, everything I've just experienced in my whole life in these past seven years. I just want to show people that I can, I can, I've overcome it. I'm overcoming it every day, step by step, day by day. It's a process. I'm still doing it myself. And I want people to try and develop that determination because I feel like every, these skills that we say we have now, we always develop. We've never had, like, I've never been this determined when I was younger. I feel like I've developed this because of what I've been through. So everything I have now, it's because of what I've been through. So I feel like I want people to know that they can achieve what they want. They can take back control from PTSD. They can live a symptom-free life if they just have that determination that if they're just don't give up no matter, no matter what, there's always going to be those, those bad days. And we just have to remember why we're doing what we're doing. Why do we want to, you know, take back control from PCOS? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to regulate your period, or your cycle? Like always rem remind yourself of your why and that will keep you on track because motivation comes and goes. So don't rely <laughs> yeah. on your motivation. Don't rely on listening to Gary Vee or some other motivational speaker and be like, all right, you'll be motivated then and there, but you have to have that inner motivation and remembering your why. I feel like I want yeah. a tangent there, but no, I'm, I'm sitting here just like wide-eyed. Like I love it. Like I'm back here, like yes, raising my hands. You know, say a little bit louder for the people in the back, please. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just that was beautiful, and uh, I loved it. You know, our experiences uh, working through our struggles do help us build those skills, and I love that you said that. Like, you know, we're not born with dedication, and I feel like it's very easy. To look at other women and say I wish I had your willpower I wish I had your motivation I wish I had your dedication I wish I had your mindset well honey she didn't wake up with that you know her experiences is what led her to that and um, if you would just get out of your own way <laughs> and allow yourself to do the same and um, you know change your mindset and just you know start building those characters and those skills through your struggles um you could do it to anybody mindset, you can do anything <laughs> mindset is huge like yeah. never underestimate the mind it's <laughs> literally it's, it's just it makes the world of of a difference um and I, I think you know you learned that very well through your journey of everything that you've endured and stuff and now you're turning around and teaching it to others which is beautiful thank you for everything that you do. Um, thank you for all the information you share. I, I love everything that you stand for. And um, if you're listening to this, go check her out on all social media handles, PCOS Oracle, as well as the website, PCOSOracle.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was like a great episode. I know, I, love, I know, I, I liked like it. When you get into a good conversation, it's like, I don't want it to end. I know, I know, which is what we did. Like, we're, we'll have to schedule another one. We did this last time. It's like, man, this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live Free Radio. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I want to hear from you. 
Do you have a story that you would like to share? Email me at Letitia at livefreehealthcoaching.com or check the show notes to find out more about how you could be featured here on the podcast.